I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ. Over there, a first-timer on this very show, ESPN baseball analyst, former Major League Baseball player Xavier Scruggs is here. Xavier, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. Can't complain. Uh, going into the new year, uh, just trying to trying to keep everything uh, on pace, especially with uh, with I got three crazy kids so just trying to keep mm. them in order right now <laughs> how, how is that going is it good is, christmas is done is there as a i'm not a parent yet so after christmas is there a big sigh of relief that you got through another year do you get time to relax yeah. or is it just the next thing yeah no it's a huge sigh of relief it's almost like uh okay we got through the holidays now it's like let's get ready for school to get going again and then mm. um you know baseball season coming right around the corner so everybody's getting excited for that too yeah, absolutely. And it uh, we got, I mean, it's kind of wild because, I mean, Tennessee baseball starts back uh, 30 days and then you got sp- pitchers and catchers reporting in a couple weeks to after that. And it's just, it's kind of wild that we're at that point that uh, baseball really isn't that far off. How do you, how do you go into your prep, Xavier? Like when you're going through uh, the new season, do you wait for all the signings and trades to wrap up before you really dig in? How do you approach the off season and getting ready for next year? Yeah, I think um, I'm pretty much uh, I do MLB Network radio. So like the good thing for me is I'm always feeling like I'm continually having an idea as to what's going on. Um, A lot of the trending topics within the game I'm staying up on, uh, you know, with these social media sites, Instagram, uh, Twitter or or Mm -hmm. X, uh, TikTok. You know, I feel like there's there's always news being thrown at your face, whether you want it or Mm. not. So I feel like that's one of the ways that I can easily stay engaged as to what's going on. But also like for me in general, I love to read. So I love Mm. like just reading articles about specific trending topics in the game. Uh, Guys that are, are have stuff going on in the off season, 
um, you know, and just trying to figure out a little bit more of what I can find that maybe somebody else can't find or what I might be interested in that somebody else may not be as interested in. I love kind of staying up on that. That's so that's more my process, in the, especially during this time. What was your favorite book you read over the last year? The favorite book I've read over last year, uh, probably YouTube Secrets. Okay, um, that that almost has nothing to do with baseball, but at the same yeah. time, I just started a new show, uh, mm-hmm. Show and Go with X, and having guys come on and uh, and I'm actually diving into this YouTube space a little bit. But mm-hmm. the focus for me is to be able to take uh, all these baseball guys within the industry coming on and be able to distribute it via YouTube, but also give people a sense of 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 direction whether they're in the game of baseball whether they're um you know just living normal lives and what can what can people take from that so youtube secrets is something that i i've learned from to help be able to give that information away in the in the right way and and on a on a platform that i wasn't as familiar with yeah it's always changing as someone also in the space xavier it's just you always got to be reading you always got to stay up to date on things i mean when i started this podcast six seven years ago there was no youtube there was no video component people (laughs) like it didn't make sense to me i didn't think people would want to watch me talk about sports i thought they would just listen to it on the commute people want to watch it and i mean you have kids and i have friends with kids who are like they watch other kids play games they don't play games themselves they watch other people do so it's different era kids are doing some the same thing it's crazy yeah it's a little bit different xavier um but Speaking of uh, everything you've got uh, going on with uh, MLB content and things of that nature, you talked to Tyler Glass now, um, who is now with the Los Angeles Dodgers because the Los Angeles Dodgers are trading and signing everyone. Uh, because, <laughs> as you see behind me, we've got the Braves uh, on this very program, well represented as a uh, longtime Atlantan, born and raised in uh, Stamount, Georgia. So you want to you want to see them. Uh, Look, they're they're the target number one, and the Dodgers are doing everything they can to uh, make sure they get stay up to date with the Braves. But from your conversation with Glasnow and what you see with this rotation, because I think it's actually really fascinating what this rotation ends up looking like over the course of 2024, because they they ran out of bodies last year, and right. they need Glasnow to stay healthy. They need Yamamoto to be healthy. They need walker bueller to bounce back right away what do you see with this rotation what did you glean from uh glasnow uh making the trip uh making the trade to los angeles yeah i think obviously it's exciting for the dodgers fan base um to get a picture of his caliber and then you look at the rest of the rotation that he joins um i think you're, you start thinking about a rotation that can compete up against the rotation of the braves and any other rotation in the national league for that matter um especially with yamamoto being a part of it what we saw with bobby miller last year if walker bueller comes back anywhere near what we've seen him do he's going to be exceptional so i think we understood the dodgers had to go and get depth and mm. they did that and they got top of the line rotation depth and not just for one year they got it for years on end um, mm. signing glass now to a, a, an extension uh, Yamamoto obviously a long-term deal same thing with Shohei Otani who won't pitch this year but will pitch in years to follow um, the, the Dodgers aren't, aren't just trying to set themselves up for 2024 they're trying to be uh, the example of dominance for for years on on end so um, seeing that and then asking glass now kind of about his experiences, you know, during this offseason, he he talked about wanting to be 
on a team that that wanted him just as much, mm-hmm. right? And a team that you look at the Dodgers, that's going going to home, back to home for him, Southern California. So um, really cool to see that he he talked about Shohei Otani and the presence that he is, um, you know, and, and the what he commands as far as attention. And I think he's excited to be a part of that too, um, because being here in Tampa, I live in Tampa as well. And, and with him on the Rays, he mentioned, you're just not getting that type of notoriety and the Dodgers mm-hmm. are on a different scale when it comes to that. So you can imagine how excited glass now was um, for the trade and the opportunity to be with a team that, that has a chance to go to the world series every year. Yeah. And it's a, it's gonna be interesting to see when what did you glean from him in the injury front do you think he's gonna be okay long term because it's actually kind of a big play from both the dodgers and the braves with chris sale getting extension after the braves trading for him this week it's just both teams really need these former aces maybe still current aces depending on how healthy they are and how many starts they're able to give them over the next two to three years um is there one that you're more like based on what you've seen and their track record that you think is the better gamble? Where, where do you lean when it comes to Glasnow and Sale? Yeah, Glasnow is definitely an ace as of today. Um, mm. You know, Sale I think still has a lot to prove in that in that in that fashion because I think Sale a lot of him depend a lot of his performance depends on his velocity and we saw his velocity mm. dip in a major way last year. And the but the one thing about Sale is. He, he doesn't have to go to the top of the rotation, right? He can be slotted third or fourth in that yeah. rotation with the Braves now and, and not feel like he has to have a lot of pressure on himself. So I think the situations are a little bit different. Um, I don't think Glass now has as much to prove except for the fact that just got to stay healthy. Um, mm-hmm. And last year, you think about it, it was an oblique issue, so it wasn't really an arm thing. So yeah. I can expect him to stay healthy. I don't know if I expect him to throw 200 innings, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to have to. I think you look at the Dodgers, they'll probably go to a six-man rotation, um, be able to use some of those younger guys, especially with Walker Bueller uh, coming back from Tommy John. So I think the situations are different. The gamble is easier to take with the Tyler Glass now who's shown you recent dominance. Um, but I think both will be beneficial for both teams. Well, when you look at what the Dodgers have ultimately done, I think they're done. We we can never say never, it seems like. I don't like think the... they're done. Uh, oh, I, I really don't. I think they're still looking for a left fielder. I, w- I would okay. keep your eyes on Teoscar Hernandez. Okay. Um, somebody like that and uh, and also a closer like I, I don't know if Evan Phillips is going to ultimately be their guy for 162 games I think they're still in on Josh Hader so mm. just I, I I definitely don't think the Dodgers are done is it it's kind of weird I don't know why why is Josh Hader do you think still out there why do you think he hasn't been signed yet I think he's commanding a uh uh like he wants what a little bit more than what Edwin Diaz got and I think mm. Um, I think teams are just a little more weary of taking that risk. I, I would say multiple teams. I'm sure there's one team that's okay with that, one or two teams. But mm-hmm. I think, I think he's trying to draw a market into which multiple teams can compete over him, and that may just not be the case as far as what he's commanding. Um, and teams are more apt still looking at that starting pitching market. Like mm-hmm. starting pitching will always be something important. Uh, but those teams that that need to lock in that that back end, uh, like a Texas Rangers who could shorten the games with the Josh Hader, like uh, I could see them definitely being in on him. Well, speaking of the free agents still out there, um, Blake Snell, obviously Jordan Montgomery. It's been an interesting conversation. We just saw what Jordan Montgomery did, and Blake Snell obviously um, having a 
premier just all-time season in 2023 but both have been kind they're kind of still a gamble in uh, a different kind of way and Blake Snell before last year we were wondering if he was ever going to get it back and he had it back in full force in 2023 but you're you're kind of banking on him turning the corner uh, if you're giving him the kind of deal that he's seeking and that this is the new norm for Blake who do you think is the better invest who would you feel if you're a gm of one of these teams that's in on snell and montgomery who do you think is the safer three to four yeah, year risk i i think it honestly depends I, i'm not trying to like go around the question but i think it honestly depends on what your roster looks like and i'll give you an mm. example if i'm the yankees um i'm okay with going after and investing in a blake snell because i understand my window Right mm. now with Garrett Cole, who just won the Cy Young last year, I have a mm. bullpen that was really good last year as well. I just didn't have offense. And now yeah. I've added to that offense by bringing over a Juan Soto. So now I've been able to supplement myself if I go and get a starting pitcher who doesn't necessarily go deep every time in the ball games, but I know he'll give me a chance to stay in the game. I think mm. that's a team that could be willing to spend that type of money. But if you're a team that's not willing to take as much risk on because maybe you don't have those same factors that are going to help you like the Yankees, then I'm looking at a Jordan Montgomery. So an example of that would be if I'm the Boston Red Sox and I know I need a guy that seems like he can give me 32 starts every time out, at least 30 starts over the past three years. And I know predictability, what I'm going to get with him. Um, and my rotation was horrible last year. As far as guys staying healthy, that's a priority to me. Um, so I think it depends on what the team's priorities are. And then I even look at a Texas Rangers. You won't have DeGrom. You won't have Scherzer at the top at, at the beginning of the season. So the guys that you're paying the most money to aren't even being used. That I, that would make me want to bring back a Jordan Montgomery because I at least I have predictability with him. Yeah. He may not be the, the dominant force that Blake Snell was last year, but at least I have an idea as to what he's going to give me each time out. So I think it really does depend upon what your roster looks like and and how much risk you're willing to take. What, right now, it's January 6th, Xavier. Who would you predict signs Jordan Montgomery, and who would who would you predict signs Blake Snell? I... I I predict that Jordan Montgomery ends up signing with the Boston Red Sox. Oh wow! Um, yeah, I do, and and I and I think that because with them being willing to trade away Chris Sale, mm. and they went and got Giolito, but at the same, that they still need to bring in another starter, like at yeah. least one, and and uh, maybe two. So I think they're still in on Montgomery. But also, when you asked me about Snell. I think Snell's going to end up just going to the highest bidder. Mm. Um, I think the Angels look to be that team at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think they just seem to be wanting to bring in a number one guy, um, you know, have have a, a guy people can rally and, and want to go see. And I think Blake Snell is comfortable on the West Coast. So I, I, I think uh, I think I see the Angels getting Blake Snell. It is funny, though. Um, people forget that, like, the Angels are in L.A. I mean, it's Anaheim, so it's a little bit out. But, like, Shohei and then just the wearing the Ram stuff and all that. It, like, welcome to Los Angeles. It's like the, the guy's been in Los Angeles for a long time. It's the most right. disrespectful thing I've seen in a while in baseball where it's just, like, we're treating Shohei like he's a new Los Angeles resident. Um, question on the Dodgers and Braves for you, though. In all seriousness, we'll see in a couple days like what the betting market looks like and what the over-unders for the Braves and the Dodgers look like. I think there's no debate that they're going to be the two favorites to win the most games. I mean, I think both could win 100 plus. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Games going into next year, uh, depending on how the rest of the NL unfolds. Yeah. But when you look at those two teams, and let's say Teoscar Hernandez still winds up in the boat for Los Angeles, mm-hmm. I maybe another reliever for the Braves. Maybe they find another arm. I don't think so. It seems like they're pretty set there at this point. Um, I don't know. Like I, they, I'll say this. I think they're going to probably add one more bat in left field to uh, platoon with Kalinic is my guess. Um, but we'll see what they ultimately do on that front. But I still don't think that moves the needle three or four games in right. how the, the Braves ultimately do. But where do you lean? Who do you think will end up being better in 2024, the Dodgers or Braves, as currently constructed? Yeah, I think just off the top of my head, I, I look at what the Braves did last year, and it's hard for me to not see them duplicating that, um, especially if you have a healthy Max Freed, if you have a healthy Strider, um, talking about one of the nastiest one-two punches in the game, and then the, probably, probably the best offense in, in all of baseball, right? Like, I don't expect them to slow down at all. Um, I expect that offense to continue to get better. Um, mm-hmm. especially with Ronald Acuna Jr. at the top. Um, and then, you know, Matt Olson. Th- these guys, the thing with these guys is they're not old dudes. Like they're they're going into their primes. And I think that's exciting to see for Braves fans. And I think that you still have a solid bullpen. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up going and maybe grabbing another piece, but I still have the Braves edging out the Dodgers as far as today. Um I think more so because of depth in pitching and then how deadly that offense was as a whole last year. I think I lean Braves too. I just, I'm just so curious to see how the Dodgers rotation unfolds, the health of the rotation, the consistency of that rotation. I want to see it before I'm ready to just say, yeah, the Dodgers are going to be better than the Braves next year. I think it's, I think all of baseball, I'm sure Manfred and company is just like, do whatever we can to get the Phillies have got to stay away. We've got to get Braves Dodgers in the NLCS. Like that is just, it's going to be a bloodbath if you get those two there. I mean, just two powerhouses um, that have just gone back and forth. And uh, obviously the Freddie Freeman factor and this, that, and the other, but um, either way, I think it's going to be a really fun year for both Braves and Dodgers fans. Uh, Final two questions for you here, Xavier, Cody Bellinger outfielder um, still out there. Had another great year in 2023. Where do you think he fits best? Not necessarily where do you think he's going to go, but based on what you've seen from Cody's game and just the kind of athlete, defensive player that he is and um, just where he is at in his career, where do you think Cody Bellinger fits best on his next team? 
Yeah, I, I I really think he fits best, um, you know, playing first base, playing a little bit of center field, playing maybe some right field, DHing mm-hmm. for the Chicago Cubs. Like mm-hmm. it, it just it just makes too much sense for me as far as what their needs are and and if they lose a middle of the order bat like that, you can't it's really hard to recruit from that. And then on yeah. Cody Bellinger's side, I'm just like, why would I want to go away from a place where I found refound my success? And you know, obviously the money is going to be the most important thing for him and, and Scott Boris, who his agent is. But I, I still think as a player, um, there's something about being comfortable and there's something about being able to understand my surroundings and understand who I'm already working with, who helped get me back to that point. And I think as a former player, I look at all those factors um can often outweigh, you know, financial gain. And and, mm. and I think instead of maybe being in a position to where he goes somewhere else and he's not familiar with the players, he's got to develop new relationships with the coach, that may be something that that could alter his game. And I think I would I would like to see him stick in a situation where he's had the success and I think that's where the fit is to me. And I think mm. that's where the fit is for the Cubs who he can play multiple positions for. And the Cubs haven't really done anything this offseason. So why not at least bring back the best player on your team from 2023? It is weird, but you don't see these very often, right? When, I mean, when guys reach free agency like this and they don't get the extension from their current team, they rarely go back, it seems like, right? It just, for whatever reason, they move on, generally speaking. And it's like you said, even though it's the best for both sides, it's like, Chicago, what are you doing? They're in a weird spot. Chicago right now is probably the weirdest offseason of any team to me in Major League Baseball because they're right there. The NL Central, which you have a lot of experience in, Xavier, I'm still kind of dubious about what the Cardinals are doing with their rotation. Very old. We just saw it with the Mets uh, last year and what that ended up looking like for them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The NL Central is just wide open. And you, I mean, I understand the fear of the Dodgers and the Braves and if you can realistically get out of the NL if you're Chicago right now. But I don't know. I just... I think they're very close and I just I'm surprised that they're not more aggressive in how they've gone about their offseason to really try and catch the Braves and the Dodgers. Yeah, I think these teams in the central almost look at, you know, if we don't have to spend the money, then then we're not going to. Right. Yeah. Because obviously some mid-market teams, not so much Chicago, but like they know that that division doesn't take extreme dominance to win. Mm-hmm. Um and that's one reason why I still don't count out the Cardinals because obviously they had a rough year last year, but mm. ultimately all they really need is some starting pitching to help keep them in games and that their offense can can really bounce back. Yeah. Um, so I, I expect them to be right there. Obviously the Brewers aren't a team that spends a lot of money, but they'll find a way. It looks like they're going to keep Corbin Burns at this moment, so they they still going to be in the running. Um, and then the Cubs obviously went and, and got – create counsel for a reason too mm-hmm. so you would expect them to want to bring some people or the right people in as far as players on the field that can give him the best chance to win but also then you have to remember he did a great job with not a lot of resources so maybe mm-hmm. the cubs could be thinking in that sense um and then you have the reds who are extremely exciting uh mm-hmm. a, a young team that's going to be coming extremely fast and they're going to be looking to make some moves. So it, it, it's fun seeing the NL Central, but at the same time, you know they're okay kind of holding their cards and not mm. really spending that type of money because their division doesn't really 
ask for that. They, they yeah. don't need that. That's a that's a good point. I like that. Uh, final two questions for you, Xavier. This, these are gonna be quick ones. Who do you, you just so said in final your playing two questions? By the way, I did, I did, and this is a two part. <laughs> I did that, and um, and <laughs> uh, but as a former player, because you just had me thinking here for a second. Yeah. Who did you come across that you were like, oh, that's a future manager? I'm always curious because it seems like if you're a catcher, it's just already identifiable. Like, oh, future manager potentially. Like, for whatever reason, catchers are yeah. just automatically just predisposed to being managers. Who did you come across that you were like, this guy feels like a manager one day? Yeah. Uh, one of them is still playing. Um, okay. And it is a catcher, JT Real Muto. <laughs> I, I honestly okay. think that he could be a, a manager one day. Um, another one is a catcher too, who just recently um, became the special assistant to um, uh, to John Mozeliak with the Cardinals is Yadier Molina. I think that's okay. kind of a, a no-brainer. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones, but I would say Yadi to me was like the, the, the guy that you could tell he was already managing on the field. Like he was telling guys what position to be in. He mm -hmm. was at, I was at first base. He'd be like giving me signals to move over toward huh. the four hole or, toward, or or move over toward the foul line. Um, so he just knows the ins and outs of the games and he's a general out there on the field and he commands the most like because you see him putting in the most amount of work. It's hard for you as a player to be like, no, nah, I don't want to put that work in. No, I, I want to be what where Yachty is. I want to be mm -hmm. doing what he's doing. I want to be where the best is. And I think there's just that respect factor that comes off of that and and guys that Guys that I feel like kind of command that respect without really, you know, exploiting it. I think mm. those are the ones I see using the using the their managerial opportunities in the future. Final question for you, Xavier. I promise. <laughs> Your favorite player to watch right now is who? Because uh, I'm always curious, former players and what they see and what they like and yeah. who they're drawn to. Who's your favorite player to watch Dang. day in day out? Favorite player to watch? I'm a th I'm gonna give you one that. A lot of people. Yeah, can I give you two? Can yeah, I give you, you two? Can two? Okay, yeah, you can go to. All right. So, my favorite hitter to watch. My favorite mm -hmm. hitter to watch is Jordan Alvarez. Um, okay. What this dude does at a, such a young age is so polished, so mm -hmm. powerful, um, it, it, and it's like. It really is like watching beauty because he's so patient at the plate and so disciplined, but he's got the ability to take you further than anyone else in the league at times. So mm. I love watching Jordan out, and he does it in the clutch too. So mm. I, I love that factor. Um, and then I would have to I would have to say Ronald Acuna Jr. Man, like I, okay. I know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to glaze you because you you a Braves fan, but yeah, like Ronald Jr. Ronald Acuna Jr. is just on a different level because of the aggressiveness that he brings to the table on every side of the ball. When, mm. when, I I still remember the first game of the season last year. He he was like tripping over his own shoes at first base because he was trying to steal so bad. Like, mm -hmm. and and it didn't matter. You couldn't stop him. You couldn't try to pick over. He knew you could. You already disengaged twice or whatever. He was gone. Like it mm -hmm. didn't matter to him. And I think he's got such a a confidence that is that is not reckless, but at the same time, it's like it's like whoa, dude. Like. 
this is out of control at times, but it's something that adds to the Braves. And it's it's mm-hmm. something that they need. It's like an energy booster at the top of the order. And any team could could use it, but like his his is different. And it's yeah. in the outfield, it's with the arm, it's with him stealing bases, it's with the power, it's with him taking his walks. Like it's hard to be that good in every aspect of the game and, and, and that aggressive. And I love watching that part of his game. I love it. Xavier, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you making the time to come on today's show. We uh, we appreciate it over here. Um, what can the good folks check out from you across uh, the YouTube channel, ESPN, everywhere yeah. else this week? Yeah, uh, it, I would say m- mostly just go to Show and Go with X on YouTube. Um, sitting down with some of the biggest in the game, and I'm not just talking players, uh, managers, people in the industry, Um and, and having conversations about trending topics, about how to leave a legacy with, in today's digital branding, mm-hmm. um, the digital age. And then also we're, we're breaking down in-game footage. Like people aren't really doing that. That's something I'm excited about talking guys, uh, kind of learning the ins and outs of what they're thinking actually in the moment in these mm-hmm. pressure situations. So um, show and go with X on YouTube and it's available on all pa- podcast platforms as well. There you go. Subscribe today. Support Xavier and all the good work that he's doing and will continue to do here in 2024. Xavier, thank you so much for making the time. I greatly appreciate it. We'll have to do it again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.